Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, what's up? I'm Gregor. He lives in Spokane, and he's Brandon. Hi, Brandon! Dude, it's almost Easter, and it's snowing outside right now. <laughs> we got a little bit of snow right before I went to an outdoor birthday party for oh a two-year-old yesterday. I, so. I like walked down, I looked outside, and it was, it was sunny, and I walked downstairs, and I was like, talking to my wife i said hey let's go for a walk and uh my dog lost his mind because he hears that word and he goes crazy and she's like okay i I guess we have to now and we step outside and as soon as we step outside it starts snowing uh even though it had been sunny and beautiful literally 30 seconds before so um if there's one thing that i hate about this planet uh, other than humans it's (laughs) the weather Go back to the Gregor's Nerd Talk on whatever podcast provider you have, and you can see how we spent an entire episode just trashing the human race, so yeah. who's trashing yeah. the planet, so there we go. <laughs> of anyway. which we are a part. We're not like, uh, we're not aliens, right? Yeah, no, no, I mean, I, I mean, anyone that knows me knows I hate myself regardless if we're yeah, talking about the yeah, human yeah. race or not. So, <laughs> I like, hate well, humans, including me. Especially me. Especially like, me. Like, top of my list of humans that I hate. This yeah. guy, <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you're not even top twenty on my list. So okay, oh, I'm yeah, my I yeah, how dare we? How my wife asked me if you were tired of me yet. It's like, <laughs> hey, now just because you and me are tired of me doesn't mean that everybody's tired of me. <laughs> she realizes that all we do is make jokes and laugh because it's obligatory, right? Yeah, like, right. If right. she would laugh at all of your jokes all the time, I think her life would be way better. I, mean, I tell her that too, for I you mean, at least. Yeah, it'd be better for me. <laughs> I was with my wife talking to someone about something the other day, and I was like, I mean, we've established that she's pretty much tired of me performing for her. Yeah. And rather than being like, oh, stop, she's like, mm-hmm. Was yeah, like, she's like, no, yeah, actually. Yeah. I was like, back, back to therapy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My only purpose in life besides being a dad and husband is this. this. Yeah. Um, if anyway. I'm not funny, I'm nothing. <laughs> uh oh. Neither of us is a scientist, so we don't have that to fall back on. Engineer, yeah. super villain. Yet. But if you are, let us know what we get wrong and perhaps what we sometimes even get right, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you Either are right. Way, you you can... do hate yourself. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Oh, my therapist is listening. <laughs> I've been paying money for that opinion. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, if you could uh, help spread the word, share something on social media when we put it out there, or uh, leave a review on the podcast provider of your choice, or just holler at us with the answer to this episode's question of the week. <laughs> This week's question of the week. So what you need to do right now is go to whatever podcast provider you use, even if you're listening to this live at the moment. uh, Go to whichever podcast provider you use, search for Gregor's Nerd Talk, Mm. and tell us 
which historical event are you glad that you did not live through? Boy, I have, there's a lot of them because a lot of them involve not having antibiotics. <laughs> and yeah. So like, yeah, you ever see that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where it's like the, it's like the revolutionary times, the guy's yeah. head gets blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sorry, there's, I, just... I feel like there's so many, there are, like you said, there are so many historical events in the, in the history of this planet that, uh, that are bad. I mean, most of history at this point is bad. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what's the what's the one that you are that you are the most glad? I suppose that you didn't like. I feel like if you uh, if you are a person who is, I mean, uh, I lived in Seattle for a long time. I had a I would say non irrational fear of volcanoes. Mm. So for me at that time, uh, because we live so close to Mount Rainier, which is a, a active volcano, mm-hmm. it, for me at that time, like if you were to ask me this question back then, I would yeah. have said. Uh, Pompeii, like for sure, the massive volcano that destroyed, you know, much of the planet (laughs) or, you know, at least the, the atmosphere, um, that would have been my answer. I don't know if that's my answer now though. So it's something that I got to think about before we get to this week's question of the week. Imagine the drone footage that we would have now. Like if, if a Pompeii happened today. Yeah. Like it would be messed up how many TikToks you would see about it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, there isn't a feature in TikTok where auto publishes as soon as you get destroyed, right? No, but plenty of people would be watching from afar and being sure, like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. good thing I got that 9,000 millimeter lens so I can watch yeah. these people melt. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, good. <laughs> Positivity. <laughs> Positivity. <laughs> so Nissan is teaming up with NASA. Perhaps you've heard of NASA. They do the space. Uh, they're going to make the next generation of electric car batteries. Previously, NASA technology has given us such wonders as Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Space bed, if you will, if you know me from long enough ago. Tank. This ta- tank, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the... Is that the Russians that did that, or was that us? I don't care. It's delicious. <laughs> you ever put uh, tang on a marshmallow? I forget what the oh my what makes gosh adhere. Like it's maybe you use like um, what would you do? Like just dip the marshmallow in water and then straight into tang and roll yeah, it around? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like a like a oh. fun dip. Dude, it's messed up. That it's seems like, like a, that seems like a uh, I'm gonna call that a Maple Valley fun dip because. <laughs> Uh, that just seems like two things that I always had in my pantry, uh, was marshmallows and tang. And did you guys always have tang or was it like sometimes that like instant Kool-Aid stuff? No, it was always tang. Like my dad would always get us tang. Um, and so apparently NASA's turning that into car batteries now. Your dad was always chasing that tang. (laughs) (laughs) What did you call that? Maple Valley A fun Maple dip? Valley fun dip, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's just... That's what Imagine Dragons is singing about. <laughs> if you, <laughs> never mind, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, um, instead of the ones that we have with lithium ion, they want to make a solid state battery without any precious metals. I guess there's this tendency that if the batteries crack and catch fire, that that liquid that they use to make it catches fire and is really difficult to like put out. And so they're looking at ways to make batteries that don't have that same flammability, but also without expending all of the Earth's precious resources, right? So like a lot of stuff based in silicates. And I guess that that's the descriptor if you're a geologist, maybe you are and you're listening and you can chime in, please. Um, after the fact, obviously, because I won't be checking any social right now. But if you could check in and tell us, like, the Earth's rocks are largely silicates. And so if we could take just regular, you know, whatever the Earth is mostly made out of granite or something, probably, and use that to make batteries, it would be badass. So what they're doing is they're launching a supercomputer to just clock through 
you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of combinations of easy to extract minerals from the ground and trying to just find a few that might be the most practical, easiest to test, and then easiest to manufacture before giving it over to the real world and having scientists try and replicate it. The idea is that they'll have a custom, like a special custom lab or factory built for it by the end of next year, 2024 maybe, and then by 2028 be able to produce solid-state batteries with way less of a footprint. I think it's a little bit greener. It feels like the type of AI that I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, have you heard uh, about the molten salt batteries? Like, this is just making me think about uh, molten salt, talking about things that the Earth has. I believe it's pronounced Morton's. Morton's. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's stuff that I uh, put on my pizza crust. <laughs> and I and I have heard of salt. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you've heard of salt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have yeah, you like, heard of salt? It's just delicious. I just <laughs> wanted to bring it up. I just <laughs> Have you heard of salt goo <laughs> or lava lava salt? Oh, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> the Death Valley Fun Dip. Uh, <laughs> um there, so it's it's kind of a similar concept, right? Where we are looking at, uh, or scientists are looking at new ways to store uh, lots of lots of battery or lots of energy, right? So mm-hmm. they look at um, you know wind turbines or just grid energy storage in general uh, to to solar power, right? Like one of the things is like. It, it, it takes power, it takes energy in order to store energy. Now, if you can um, store a lot of energy into non-molten salt, so you can store it into solid salt, into the electrolytes that are there, um, you can actually store a lot of energy and not have to uh, expend that energy until you then have to uh, melt that salt, basically superheat that salt in order to, to, to release the energy. Um, I don't know so much about it to know like i think that they are thinking about how they can use it in electrical ve- uh, electric vehicles uh but i again the problem of superheating the salt uh i don't think that it's as flammable as lithium ion or anything like that but i'm curious if some of the technology that nissan will look at and nasa will look at is going to be into like salt batteries i mean this is a technology that's existed since world war ii really is when they started to really figure out that they could store energy in salt. Uh, but there's a lot of salt on the earth. Just look at uh, Portland Timbers fans every time a um, <laughs> player uh, does something. That's our other podcast, Full 90 Soccer Time. You can hear us talk all about trash about the Portland Timbers and their fans, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, I'm um, I'm excited by the prospect of having you know something that is it only will become less expensive if it's something that is easy to access and replicate. And then if we could, like, one of the big drawbacks to the EVs is you make a giant mountain of dead batteries and then, you know, do another form of pollution. And it's always a give and take. You want a greener something, you're you're going to have a... The byproduct is, is going to be the next challenge that you have to solve. And eventually... Well, as we talked get... about last week, we can't just dump it in a volcano. Uh, because why that... Why not? Cre- I still don't know why. creates acid rain, apparently. Whatever, man. Gosh. Okay. Well. Anyway, Chipotle's in the uh, is uh, in response to their current labor shortages is working with Miso Robotics. Maybe check this out. Are Miso the ones that made the fry robot and the burger flipping one, Flippy the burger robot? Miso Robotics to debut a new chip making robot. First of all, this is news to me. I did not know Chipotle made their own chips on site, but that's 
pretty dope, I guess. I um, Chippy will cook and season arguably Chipotle's best feature for us non-cilantro eaters. I don't like cilantro. They put it in a lot of stuff. No, I'm not throwing any salt at uh, at, at um, Chipotle. But for me, their best item is the chips because there's no cilantro involved in it. The rice has cilantro, or at least they last time some, I ate there. They, I think that they do some lime on that on those chips. Yeah, that uh, lime salt combo that they do. Yeah, store yeah, my nuclear good. energy in there, bro. That's I'm ready. <laughs> that's how you power the robots in the future. Anyway, they're going to replace human laborers with this because they say that they're having a hard time finding people for that. We got a fry cooking bot, a cheeseburger flipping machine. Why not chips? Flippy is also made by Miso Robotics. Um, so, yes, Miso is the company that is out there replacing all of our, uh, I guess, I mean, filling vacancies, apparently. Uh, I went into a McDonald's recently. I was on a road trip and it was like the only food for miles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Um, I'm loving I it. went into a McDonald's and I, for the first time, got to experience the uh, the virtual ordering uh, mm. where you go through you'd like a touch screen inside, even though there's people standing right there <laughs> willing to help you. It's like, I, I, as we've already discussed on this show, I don't like humans. So I, I worked <laughs> with the robot and uh, and ordered the food. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Now, the problem is, is that you've got robots making our chips. And now uh, the way that conspiracy theories work is you don't mm-hmm. need very many facts in order to create one of these. So I'm curious. Of a robot? How- I think you do need a lot of facts to create a robot. Yeah, probably. Well, a fax, they are fax machines. <laughs> My robot sends a fax. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, now, uh, how long until a conspiracy theory exists that uh, these chip robots are actually putting microchips in the chips, and those microchips are being put in you uh, to be controlled by whoever the CEO of Chipotle is? Chip Ole. Yeah, yeah, Chip Ole. Like, that's, yeah. it's all. It's microchip Ole. Yeah, it's computer microchip Ole. Yeah. yeah. A robot must run the corporation now. That's the only explanation right that is yeah <sighs> it's anyway. like uh what is it in in dc or no sorry not dc but in marvel all of the <laughs> are they called the scrolls or the uh the the alien that can replicate like the the whole next phase of the dc or the marvel universe oh my gosh what a terrible person <laughs> i am the whole next phase of the marvel universe is basically this alien uh species that was uh first introduced in the captain marvel uh with uh, they are actually replacing many of the world leaders uh, and and because they can change their shape and stuff like that so uh, cool. maybe chipotle is slowly doing that as well by uh making ceos of fast food restaurants robots apparently that's my conspiracy theory and i think it's a harmless enough conspiracy theory that yeah. uh it's like birds aren't real you know yeah. i brought it's that like, up the other day someone was like what are you talking it's about? not hurting it's like, anybody yeah man except for my ratings but yeah i got yeah. it like Wizard birds are real, though. <laughs> that was a long way to go for that, Brandon. I'm, I'm glad you took us there. That's yeah. good. Hey, so congrats to SpaceX for launching a rocket with a crew capsule at the top there, the old Dragon crew capsule, to take four private astronauts. One is a retired NASA astronaut, and then three other people who paid to go to the International Space Station for an eight-day round-trip adventure. That's the same that the astronauts did when they went to the moon, mind you. I wonder if there's something tied in with that. Anyway... You pay $55 million to get on that rocket and go up there. And I got to tell you, with like Kanye being a billionaire and Rihanna and uh, whoever else that now has hit billionaire status, $55 million doesn't seem like... To go to space? To go to, to, the, go to the space station yeah. 
and spend, you know, it takes a day to get there and dock probably, and then you got to come back over the course of half a day. So you're like, what, on the space station for six days doing science experiments? They have to train for something like 750 to 1,000 hours beforehand, which I think is appropriate. But SpaceX is just effectively leasing the space to Axiom, which is the group that we've talked about before that has the plans to use the current International Space Station to help build and launch their own sets of space stations to do things in low gravity, like perhaps sports or events or concerts or movies or whatever. And so this is kind of one of their first tests to send people up there. They're doing they're doing uh, work for like cancer research and stuff. And so it's like real work that these astronauts are doing while they're up there. NASA, though, holy crap, this is so crazy. If you want to go up there and just have lodging for... Uh, for your human flesh sack of a body to pollute space instead of the Earth, you have to spend like eleven thousand dollars a day is what NASA charges for the you know for the for the stay the room and the room and board or no just the room. I feel like that's cheaper than some hotels that these rich people stay at in the U.S. So that doesn't seem like eleven thousand is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not a rich person that's just talking about eleven thousand as if it's not real money. But like. If you're that rich, $11,000 is not real money to you. <laughs> so you take that $11,000 for just the roof over your head and the ability and to have under oxygen. Your head. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to have oxygen and then the scrubbers to take the carbon dioxide out. That's what you're paying for. Then if you want food or a gym or to put your hook your anus up to a space toilet, you're going to have to pay another 20 something thousand dollars. So it oh. works out to be about 30 grand a night per person or about a quarter million dollars for the, you know, multi-day stay that you're up there for. Compared to the 55 million to get you there, not a big deal. Still like a quarter million dollars per day like for a I mean, I just what I assume rich people pay for stuff. Uh, quarter million dollars it, per trip, per it, trip. Yeah, it does kind of feel funny to me that um that the uh, the that NASA is like oh you, oh it's only eleven it's like eleven thousand dollars to to stay but then like the mini bar is in, replaced by a toilet <laughs> like if you want to poop it's another thirty thousand dollars a day nah it's cool I'll hold it yeah uh, no 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 that's not prison worth it style to yeah yeah I'll poop in the lobby <laughs> where I'm not paying a premium for having you put it in my fridge. <laughs> There we are, folks. <laughs> uh, just so you know how I use hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers at the University of Washington have created tiny, battery-free sensors that appear to float in the wind like a dandelion spore that you've just blown right off of that little stem. So we can better measure using these things to uh, me- measure environmental factors like airflow or wind speed or whatever. The idea is to get them into the atmosphere and have them fly around and we can study what's going on. They're probably also inadvertently created a way to monitor bird bellies because I can only imagine that this thing looks like a mosquito and that swallows at about yeah. you know 30 minutes before sundown are going to be out there gobbling them up. So. No, it's just now we have a bunch of robot surveillance birds that are just swallowing up these robot surveillance uh, mosquitoes at this point. So I like that this podcast is like birds aren't real. Yeah, <laughs> but like, is it tongue in cheek? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't but, know. You know, like with with my luck, um, I'm gonna end up being allergic to these battery free sensors that are floating through <laughs> the wind as well because. Uh, 
I, I mean, are they like everything? I'm allergic to alderwood, cottonwood, and and, and battery-free dandelion size sensors. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, well, as we, I think we talked about a while ago on this show that. Uh, you know, for for a long time, we've been cutting open whales. Not we. We haven't been cutting open whales. But humans uh, cut open whales and find, like, a bunch of microplastics in their ambergris stomachs. Ambergris like also. Yeah, and ambergris, which is worth a lot more than those microplastics. Yeah. Um, ambergris, uh, they use to make uh, perfume and things like that. It's a very, like, one of the most expensive uh, substances per ounce or something like that on the planet. Supposedly, it smells like what it would be like after an eight-day stay on the space station without paying the toilet fee. That's what I hear. That's my understanding. I bet you rich people do eat ambergris. I would oh. not be surprised. Uh, yeah, disgusting. Uh, also, they- babies. Um, what? Yeah. Babies eat it or they eat babies? I'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, this this podcast is very low on the totem pole of uh, conspiracy theories, but I'm pretty sure the QAnon things that rich people eat babies uh, in order to stay young now uh but what we found also as we talked about on the show before is that we are also starting to find those microplastics in human blood uh and so deep within someone's lungs now they're finding it fun fun so good thing that we are making tiny battery-free sensors that are going to float into the wind and definitely be inhaled and sneezed out by me um (laughs) Because that does not seem, uh, I feel like everything we do as humans is very short-sighted. It's like we're going to make that, uh, I I was even thinking about the battery thing earlier. The Nissan and NASA are making this solid-state battery. Uh, We're going to find out in 50 years that something else about that battery is ruined. Like we're going to have massive quarries where we're digging out all of the salt and turning it into salt lava. uh, Which actually sounds like an amazing uh, like savory dessert salt lava that sounds so good it's like, put on like a put on some fresh salmon yeah yeah do you want your, do you want your molten chocolate cake or your salt lava salmon oh that sounds <laughs> doesn't that sound good like it sounds real good, good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I yeah 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 um like we're gonna have some quarries and it's gonna be terrible for the earth so at the same time we're releasing all of these sensors out into the air to be blown around all wispy like what are we going to inhale and like turn into plastic people or uh maybe these robot uh chipotle ceos are going to inhale them and sneeze and that's what they'll be allergic to (laughs) that's the allergens for the robots (laughs) for the robots that are replacing our humans it's like war of the worlds when they show up and they catch our infection or like our uh, our bacteria that kills them (laughs) yeah it's like um uh it's when when the the those robo dogs and the robo people that boston dynamics are creating they're gonna be running around and just like sneezing and we're gonna be like where's the robot (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be the uh the window shutdown noise is gonna be their sneeze there yeah just like that (laughs) uh uh uh, stephen hawking bless you (laughs) all right i guess it'd be like isaac asimov bless you I feel like this is like a like an over the air upgrade for your robot surveillance birds. Like it's like yeah, uh, just yeah. just program these things with it. The birds eat them up as if just like oh, it's just a mosquito. Or it'll be the new way to deliver robot malaria. Ah, uh, yeah. This uh, is how we surveil the surveillance birds. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I have a feeling they'll probably just use it to like track weather and like the severity yeah, of yeah. storms and how it's changing over sure. time. Or sure. And it'll all end up in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So no big deal. Yeah. Ah, oh, perfect. In the whales, just yeah. like we like it. 
Uh, there's an article at sciencealert.com arguing why it's pretty messed up of us to create a proposed octopus farm similar to fish farming uh, to grow, kill, and serve up hundreds of thousands of little octopus every year. I got to tell you, it was one of the more disconcerting things about visiting Japan is you walk by like in the just in the what do you call that? We have like a market. And there's just like yeah. food stalls, like open and one air of markets. Them, yeah, yeah, and one of them is just like, especially uh, I think I didn't go there, but the Osaka specifically is supposed to be really known for it. And you see these like little fried octopuses that look like a golf ball with some legs sticking off of them, and they've been battered and fried, and people love it. And I'm like, aren't octopus like highly intelligent, capable of communicating, and like they're like sneaky and can escape from things? Like, shouldn't we not be eating them, Japan? And I know they eat them here too. Don't get me wrong, but it's like that was like really, I don't know. Like I, I eat sushi, so I'm eating like yeah. <laughs> uncooked meat all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, but fish are animal, dumb. So birds dumb. aren't real. I mean, fish are dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's a go hand in hand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, I find that weird in itself that we would eat octopus, but I just learned that there are two underwater octopus cities. In Australia, off of one of the barrier reefs or something, I don't know, where a whole mess of these eight-legged badasses have... Now, keep in mind, they're normally solitary creatures, except for at mating, where they fight to sex, and it's like my personal yeah. life. But they um, <laughs> but they, they usually are solitary, but they've established these like conclaves where there's a hierarchy, and they fight over who's higher up in the hierarchy for turf and sex and stuff, and... I, it's crazy that that's like the natural progression. And my mind goes to like, oh, well, they're planning an attack. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, they they must have weapons or something. It's like, like them, that. dolphins, and cows are like the three smartest animals on the planet. And they're going to team up and take Wait, hold us up. down. Yo, yo, yo. Are cows smart? Cows are smart, dude. I know. Oh, no. I know. Oh, I no. think octopus are smarter. Uh, but... Cows are, are smart, and but I do. Like, oh I'm, no, I'm, like, Japan that comes a, here and they're like, wow, they're like, okay, just... hold up. <laughs> yeah, All right, Greg. Wait, hold on, my phone's blowing up. <laughs> oh, it's Japan. Oh, it's Japan. Hey, so Whoa. we heard your we heard your octopus take, and uh, dude, you know Hot cow garbage. smart too, right? <laughs> Hot garbage. <laughs> Damn, I've eaten like 500 cows in my life. This is not good. Oh, you no. ever wonder, like, um, at the end of your life, uh, that like if if you could look at like the statistics even at right now oh, like no. if you could pull your statistics right like I, i've always asked the question you know like if you ever take like a, a particularly long pee you're like i wonder how many oh. like olympic size like how much of one olympic size <laughs> pool in my life up to this point like a question that i'll never know the answer to right like how much pee have yeah. i peed uh in in like could i you. see it in a single quantity uh, are you a frequent peer, like, or are you a only some like only like specific like times a day? Uh, we've talked about this before on this show. I don't remember. I, uh, we talked about like the normal amount of time to pee for. Yeah, uh, I definitely pee for too long, but I also yeah. pee somewhat frequently. So, but like yeah. not in like a not in like a problematic way, <laughs> like where I should probably go see a doctor. I've looked it up. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> now, so like the the questions that I have are like, you know, how much of an Olympic sized pool. Uh, have I filled up with pee or like what's the longest um I don't know amount of time in my like or, you know what I was I was actually talking about with this with my wife last night um somewhere out in the world mm. there is a person who is the best dad like we will never know 
as a uh, like who that person is. It is not me. Oh, it's not me either. And that's basically what I was trying to tell my wife. She was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" Which is in a couple of weeks on four twenty. In case you were wondering, it's the best, uh, most fun birthday to have. Now she was asking, like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I was a like, bog, "I want obviously, you uh, yeah, me? obviously, <laughs> I want a mug that says number one dad because now that I'm the, a dad and I can drink out of that uh, unironically." And I'm like, you know what? I can I can drink out of it honestly because I know that I am my son's best dad because he only has one in it me. Uh, so I can be the number <laughs> one. Now, but that got me thinking, like, to these statistics, who is the best dad in the world? There has to be somebody who is objectively the best father. We might not know who it is because that person Wait, is, is probably that just like... I, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be, like... If there's a best golfer, then we can have a best. We can, we can have a best dad. I, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, probably the same person premise. because dad, great dads are great golfers. <laughs> as far as I know, I'm <laughs> at golf. So <laughs> terrible dad. Um, so at the at the same at the same time, I guess like you've brought up the point of how many cows have you eaten. <laughs> Like, yeah. like if you if you took the weight of all of the steaks that you've ever eaten and all the burgers and all of the ground beef mm-hmm. and everything that you've ever eaten, uh, how 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 well, many of like the average cow size have you eaten in your life? I feel like that's a, a, a interesting question that I like to ponder. Much, much like when you have the thermometer that shows how much money you've raised and you fill it in as you go yeah. when you're raising money to save Kyle's butthole from cancer or something like that. Yeah, like that's yeah. like when you do that, you fill that in. I want a I want a three-dimensional cow that we fill full of ground beef as I eat. And see, do you think I've eaten a whole cow? I think so. I would imagine that, it, that at this point in our lives that we've eaten a whole cow. And I've lived like a third longer than you. Yeah, this week's question of the week is, have you eaten a whole cow? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, Brandon, uh, back to the pee thing. I want you to um, to get a gallon of water and work on drinking it and see how much water you drink every day. But more okay. importantly, I want you to hold on to the gallon container, and I want you to pee into it, probably outside so your wife doesn't know that this is what we're doing. And I want to see yeah. how long it takes you to fill that up. Okay. okay? Yeah. Can you, can, you, can you pull that off for me, and we'll just figure out, like, maybe we could even come up with, like, a... If there was a way to, we got to figure out how to figure out how much pee comes out, like how much volume flows right. on average. We need yeah. an engineer for this. Um, yeah. And we established at the top that we are not that, that We thing. are not that um, person. But if you could figure out how much, and then you could just run a faucet, like stopwatch style, just run yeah. a faucet and fill up a gallon to see, like, yeah. do you think you pee a gallon a week? I don't, I, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, I, I, so first of all, I'm the worst at estimating any, like somebody, yeah, like you, how know many those, jelly you know, when you go to nine, like, it's 4,000. Yeah. Yeah. You go to a stadium and they're like, how many guess the attendance? And I'm always like, I don't know, like 6,000 people. And they're like, it's 27,000. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like there are so many people and I hate people. I would like to point out that, um, do their attendance guessing the opposite way. Right, <laughs> like, right. I mean, people do you think are here? Oh, probably 6,000. They're like, nope, 42,000. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I see a lot of empty seats. Okay. A lot of empty seats here. It's yeah. a sellout. Uh, sell, sell, sold tickets. I think. Anyway, either way. Uh, but the, I. I don't know. I always wonder about those. Um, those like life. Like I forget about the octopus at this point. I agree with you. I. I love sushi. I love seafood. Um, I don't yeah. eat octopus because I watched watched this documentary called My Octopus Teacher. Have you seen that? No. 
you should watch it because it's uh, it's super artsy and kind of weird, but at the same time, Ooh. like this guy develops a relationship, not like a weird relationship, but he like goes free diving <laughs> the and develops. Beak a feels rela- good on my. C- <laughs> <laughs> it's a octopus. <laughs> There it is. Thank you. <laughs> um, he <laughs> gross. Um, anyway, he does this like free it diving. My <laughs> they do have little beaks, don't they? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, um, you're the one who watched the documentary. <laughs> I know he develops this like this friendship with this octopus, and uh, like the guy is very, very, very clearly depressed, and so uh, like it. But it's something Even that better. helps. It's something that helps him through his depression is like this relationship that he builds with this octopus. Um, and like, they are so smart. And ever since then, I'm like, man, I have, a, I love calamari, but like, it's something that I, and I know that's squid, but I really don't know the difference. And so, um, is calamari squid or is it octopus? I think it's squid. I'm pretty sure okay. calamari is squid. That uh, octopus salad that people eat at sushi. Like I don't yeah, get that. I know. And so I just don't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like I'm still, uh, even if it's a squid, I'm like, there's just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about it. So, um, so I don't do it anymore, but I think that what I'm really curious about is like, what are the statistics that people are wishing that like at the end of their life, uh, they could, they could get like, what's the statistic? Like, oh man, it's so cool. I, I slept with 95 women or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I ate seven cows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I slept with seven cows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Scientists in North Dakota. Two things that normally don't go together. Uh, have discovered a fossilized beast that they think died, likely the same day or thereabout, of the asteroid attack that is commonly thought to have decimated the dinosaurs. It's like a mass extinction event. Yeah. The ultimate dinosaur drumstick, says some paleontologist <laughs> whose name I forgot to write down when I was reading about it at The Guardian. Did um, he bite it, though? <laughs> He, uh, way to step on the joke. They found a preserved leg with some flesh from a Thescalosaurus along with the debris of this leg that would have, uh, that would have rained down from the asteroid, uh, strike. So when the asteroid hit, it kicked up a bunch of stuff into the air that is like, you can see the fossil record of how that stuff landed. Well, they found a dead dinosaur, fossilized dinosaur, and the debris at the same time. And so they're like, this dinosaur died that day, which is like, Pretty heady. But, That's crazy. But but if I know humans, <laughs> like someone's got to be like, there's some meat on them bones. Dare you to taste it? Because <laughs> like, you you know that's where we're going, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, you have to try it, right? Like <laughs> no, the scientists are like no, 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 no you can't no, do it. No. We it's need like all the how much we can. Like how big is this? Uh, what's it called? Thescalosaurus. Like how big is it? Is there enough that you could have a bite and still have enough to study? <laughs> well, I mean, if you found it, before you tell anybody, you could, they're like, that's weird. There's this weird bite mark in it. <laughs> F- five trillion centuries rule. It's, it's as long as... <laughs> 66 million years ago is what yeah. it's dated back to at the end of the late Cretaceous period. We've talked about it recently, but when the... When they think the giant asteroid hit somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico area and then sent out a shockwave that would have, within 1,500 miles, would have killed everything almost instantly. Or maybe it was kilometers. Whatever. Yeah. Within like 1,000 miles would have decimated life. Pretty pretty bonkers. Yeah. Anyway, that seems like a really bad day on Earth, which brings us to this week's question of the week. Of the week. This week's question of the week is which historical event, it's not how many 
pools of pee you filled up. It's which historical event <laughs> are you glad that you did not live through? Have you given this any thought? Because like I think uh, living through the asteroid that killed uh, an entire you know generation of of, of Earth. like Earth uh, <laughs> is is probably a pretty bad one. But I also feel like it wouldn't be the worst because asteroid hits you dead. You don't know. Uh, like well, what, but so is that there... was the problem, though, is that they think that the asteroid hit in the northern hemisphere during the summer. So in the southern hemisphere, the mammaly type stuff and stuff that needed to hibernate was hibernating. And so when they came out of their caves or whatever, they're like, "What the? What happened?" <laughs> and that's how the mammals, perhaps, or the next iteration of life, right. was able to flourish because the stuff that was where the asteroid struck was wiped out instantly. Yeah. So like, I mean, so for mammals, I feel like that would have been a pretty rough uh, few centuries following that, uh, that, that massive extinction event. So like that could have been a rough uh, period to live, live through. I mean, like there's some, so many obvious ones, like the plague sounds terrible, like world war two. I mean, there's people that still alive now that like actually did live through that. And it was brutal. Like, I mean, right now I feel like every iteration of human existence is pretty terrible like we've talked about uh but like is there a worst is there a worst event like uh i mean all of them are bad but like for me again still thinking about pompeii still thinking about living through a volcanic uh eruption and like that destroying my town and everything like that that still sounds terrifying to me yeah the great syphilis outbreak of 1802 where i um uh yeah i think that for sure it has to deal with plague and, yeah. like, I just got done reading a loosely historical fiction called Shogun, and it's about how, as Westerners were making their way to the East, the Eastern peoples were like, why are you so gross? And it's because the Western people were like, because if you bathe, that's how you get the pneumonia and die. And the Eastern people were like, that's not smart. And they were like, yes, it is. Now suck this gun. And so... um, like just knowing that the plague was avoidable, but then just watching people get decimated and not understanding how. But if someone had it, they would bleed you to like yeah. make you stronger against it. Which, yeah, yeah, it's got to be sometime around then. My big, I think about, I I think about like your place in history so much because mm. um, I like. I would go back and punch a professor that I had in college if I could right now. It would be awkward because it was a woman and people really frown upon that. But she called me out in front of the class for for being um, for having this take on a uh, like we had an assignment to go back and research something from whenever and then write about how we perceived the time period versus now. And I was like, it's crazy that they're swearing so much because history has erased all of the filthy language and made the American 40s and 50s so idyllic that there's like the mention of like swear words and stuff like that is so shocking to me. And so like I'm blown away by the idea that we have the internet right now, but as a kid I just rode my bike everywhere and didn't need to be on, you know, I didn't need to be playing Minecraft or whatever. And at video games were only interesting for 20 to 30 minutes. There wasn't a 70-hour quest that you could go on or whatever. Yeah. And so like I think all the time about, like, if you were living back then, you're like, this blows, but at least we have, and then whatever, the thing that you had developed as a yeah. culture. So what, It's what, like, what, it's like we live in one of the most 
technology obviously like i mean in as as our species goes we're living in the most technologically advanced time uh and but at the same time like you also hear people say like especially on certain uh news you know channels that like we are living in the most divided time in the history or we're living in like this is the worst possible time in history like because we have access to so much more information that makes everything around the world seem so much more terrible right but like if you just our american uh centric view of the world is like man like world war ii which was terrible uh was objectively terrible but like we don't learn about things like the taiping rebellion or like the ming transition to the king dynasty like all of these insane uh historic wars where millions tens of millions of people uh died uh, through revolution through just absolute tyranny and like things like that but we uh we don't get that kind of like global world history most of the time in the united states now maybe if you go to like a great school and and you have awesome teachers who do teach you more than than there's just not time for it though there's just not time like there's no way that people could learn about what happens in america except for like the very general like 9-11 that was a bad that was the thing that made everyone real mad yeah rightfully so but like those are like the you know the the it was the english that controlled it and then the french came in and kicked the english out and then the americans were like hooray and that's like effectively all you yeah. would know about american independence if even that if you lived yeah. in china in the 1970s yeah it's so i don't know it's just uh, it's just this idea that that you're right like our place in history is so short compared to the yeah. you know hundreds of thousands of years uh uh, you know, where of of civilization and things like that, where um, where like so many terrible things have happened. However, I'm still gonna go and say like, yeah, the plague, where there's just like bodies out in the street and things like that, like awful, absolutely awful. I'm War, not quite dead I mean, yet. There's terrible. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm just old. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like even the Thescalosaurus, that yeah. thing, like you know, that is a considerable evolution and it existed for like a million years i don't humans gonna make it a million years like i i find it real hard to believe that that would be the case i think it's uh i think it is absolutely wild that if this is true i mean to the best of our these scientists these north dakota scientists uh knowledge yeah like okay. they they're you're from north dakota okay yeah, well, <laughs> or yeah. was it dipped in oil before you took a bite of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, they, just uh, racism. Oh, okay, checks out. Yeah, <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, against who, though? <laughs> Native <laughs> American, probably. Yeah, uh, probably. The uh, uh, the the idea that like we're talking about, you said sixty six million years ago that yeah. they estimate that that uh, that. How the f- did they know it was sixty six million years ago? And then on First top of, of that, all, be like, and, and it was on all, Tuesday this, the ninth. <laughs> and then this happened the same day. Like this dinosaur leg that rained. De- like okay. Also, just imagine with me for a second. Like the cartoonish. Um, uh, like they just found this leg with flesh and tissue on it. Right. Like they just Wilma! found this. It, like so, this this massive asteroid hits. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, rocks and stuff. Is that a leg? You just hear this dinosaur somewhere else. My leg! (laughs) Guys! (laughs) It's just funny. Like to, I, I feel like, uh, like there's a a cartoon depiction of this. Is like when that dust cloud hits up and everything like that, and then there's just like a leg pops out and a rock pops out. 
All right. Wow. Well, we've gone on a, quite the adventure today. It's really been full of interesting giggles and lots of incorrect things and almost no knowledge of anything whatsoever, but a lot of speculation. So that brings us to what did we learn this week? After all, this is a heady show. Gregor, what did you learn this week? I learned about Maple Valley Fun Dip. <laughs> Marshmallows and Tang. <laughs> yeah, I, grew, I grew up in that city and I did not know about the Maple Valley Fun Dip, <laughs> but uh, I knew about the Maple Valley Fun Dip. You know what I mean? Uh, Brandon, what did we learn this week? Uh, I learned that we figured out how to make ambergris in space. <laughs> Zero G, ambergris. <laughs> I, al- <laughs> I also learned that it, it costs extra to poop in space. <laughs> Yeah, right? That's really fascinating. That it's I mean, that's, and like, that's not even a joke. That's just true. <laughs> that's not us being crass. Like, that I is... actually did learn that this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, often these are just jokes, but like, I learned something this week. Uh, Gregor, what else did we learn this week? Uh, Brandon's end-of-life thermometer oddly involves the number of cows. <laughs> I wonder how many... Cows you slept with? I hope it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, how many pools uh, of cows are filled with cow pee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many, how many, how many cows, how many pools can I fill with all of the cows that I've eaten? Hey, join us every Tuesday for Nerd Talk Plus. We're back in action and live on the Odyssey app at 10 a.m. And we love having you along for the ride. It's a lot of dumb fun as you can tell we giggle a whole lot so thanks a lot follow us on social he's at brandon mg and not the brandon that they use to say let's go uh just google it and then uh, i'm at hey gregor uh as well so give us a follow have a good week bye t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.